0: All right, here we go. I'm going to do this. You are here. I am Brent Carlson, and this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. We want to welcome everybody to the Dryline Farmer Podcast. After last week's great episode that we got just rave reviews from all of our Ag Twitter people, I tell you what, you, you drop a few names, you get a little response. It's, it's interesting. It's just really interesting to see what kind of response you get. Everybody wants a little bit of fame, and the sad thing about it is, though, is they're all more well-known than I am. So, you know, that's why I like to drop names. But nonetheless, we're here. This is the Dry Line Farmer podcast, and before we go any further, you know what I'm going to tell you. Follow us at Trader Brent on Twitter, at Trader Brent, and anywhere else you want to find a podcast, you're going to find ours, because we're on all of them. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, you name it, we're there. We're like a bad disease that won't go away especially this flu season, if you know what I'm talking about. Well, hey, we're going to try to aim a little bit more of an all-encompassing podcast. We're going to try to bring everybody in, not just inside baseball, not just our Ag Twitter people, which we love, but we're going to talk a little sports today, at least in the first segment, and we're going to rip on some coaches. That's right, you coaches that think you're so special on these post-game interviews, halftime interviews where the reporters ask you somewhat decent and intelligent questions, and you treat them like they're the scourge. They're the leprosy that nobody ever wanted to admit they had. The psoriasis you couldn't wash off. That's right. Well, coaches, it's time to come down to earth a little bit because you're not that special. But uh, anyway, yeah, so we're going to rip on those guys a little bit. And uh, we're going to have Miss Maybelline. She's going to come in today. We promised her last week. I told you that she was in a deposition last week for insider trading in the soybean pits. Hey, she was cleared of any wrongdoing. That's right, Miss Maybelline, she does, she does everything on the up and up. Great lady, love to have her on. We can't wait to hear from her. She's going to be live on this floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange up in Chicago. Not too many people left there, but she's holding her own. Uh, I think there's another firm up there that she's kind of trading with, but uh, she's got her own trading firm, that's right, her own clearinghouse. So we look forward to her. Uh, we're also going to have a new sponsor this, uh this podcast, Organic GMO Ketchup. Brought to you by Crap Foods. That's right, Crap Foods. You'd think they'd have a better name, but once again, they pay on time on these these spots that they give us, you know, our sponsors. So we're going to have that. Also, not going to leave out Radar Ricardo. He's here. He's going to turn it on. He's going to turn it loose in that Mexican way he loves. So anyway, without further ado, we're going to get into our first segment. Coaches, stand by. It's time for somebody else to sit on the bench and watch us play for a little while. It's time to take some people down a notch. Well, maybe not just a notch, how about 10 notches? Which if you live in Canada or anywhere else in the world and you go by the metric system, then 10 notches should equal around 7.341 cranks or 73.41 millicranks. We all know the decimal's easy to move over, so let's just move on. Nonetheless, whichever system you go by, we're taking down a group of people who think their emissions smell like lilacs and new car smell. That's right, professional and collegiate sports coaches. Now let's get the disclaimer out of the way by saying that we respect most all coaches working in the field of athletics. Well, I mean, what are the field are they gonna be in their coaches? And we appreciate the vast majority of characters cheering and motivating these students in the high school arena and volunteering in the uh, out of school sports. We appreciate them. But why? Probably because they don't get the opportunity to give some post game or even halftime interview where they think they are the smartest, most enlightened, hard assed, and most noble hearted human ever spun out of a helix of DNA. Nah, now that opportunity goes to the college and professional level coach who gets to drone on and on with bad cliches and bad metaphors, all the while talking down to a pool of reporters who are just trying to get their story slopped together by press time. Now I'll be the first to admit that reporters can ask some stupid questions. Painfully stupid questions. Questions so stupid that a brain damaged North Korean who can't even speak English would shake their head and say, "Why?" And yes, there are stupid questions. If there can't be stupid questions, what am I here for? Because if there are going to be stupid answers, there can be stupid questions. Whoever originated the statement, there are no stupid questions, created a false sense of security when it comes to asking those migraine-inducing inquiries like, is purple really purple? Why isn't it red? Or why doesn't seven come after eight? Or why don't we get dry when it rains? Those aren't stupid questions? Well, then what is a stupid question? Stupid questions are the seeds that have sown the history of sarcasm. Sarcastic answers wouldn't even exist if it weren't for stupid questions. And Twitter? (laughs) Twitter would definitely have no reason to exist if it weren't for stupid questions. Let me catch my breath. Especially ag Twitter. Because ag Twitter is ruthless. You just try getting a stupid question past an ag tweet and see what happens. You'll be an at 180 yield failure meme before the tweet even hits the screen. But as always, I digress. Now, with these stupid questions aside believe it or not reporters can ask some thought-provoking and headline-grabbing inquiries like for instance coach in the second quarter why did you decide to go with a nickel defense on second down when the offense was set up in a wishbone formation obviously r- gonna run the ball culminating in an 80-yard touchdown run against your defense should you have called a timeout pretty honest and relevant question don't you think well then the camera cuts over to the already near comatose coach with a look on his face as if the reporter asked him why he went with that sweater this week. Then he comes back with that all-too-predictable response of, Well, I guess your crystal ball works better than mine. As a matter of fact, why don't you just show up tomorrow and go over film with my staff, and you can coach his damn team next week? Next question. Like, dude, you just got blown, you blew a lead, a 30-point lead, in the fourth quarter. You were up by 20 at halftime. What happened? You're the genius? That's a relevant question, jackass. So later, that eventual slamming hot female reporter from Fox Sports asked the next question Coach, do you think a lack of adjustments in your offense after the first half allowed the other team's defense to continue to pressure your quarterback the rest of the game? And you could just tell this coach is already annoyed that they let some girl into the press room, surrounded by a whole bunch of overeducated, beer belly infested. Dudes who's played fewer downs than this hottie, than this six foot tall blonde drink of water. And he responds with the misogynistic, Well, Sunshine, that's awful cute. Listen, we didn't see any reason to change the big guys on our team against the uh, big guys on the other team, sweetheart. Meanwhile, this coach just thinks he pulled off the ultimate mic drop and just pushes back from the microphone and exits the press room with a look of derision and superiority. Unbeknownst to him, he just confirmed everyone else's suspicions that he is just another douchebag, douchecoop. Coach, who is overpaid and uninteresting, will let me confirm these reporters' suspicions. Coach, you are an entertainer. You're the director with that little stick in his hand waving to all the people that actually have the talent. You're on the same level as a ballerina or a court jester from 1517, minus the bad jokes and pants. You're the same as a white rapper, a washed up one. You're here to dance for a son. Or to be more accurate, you're here to make your players dance in the end zone for us. Which, on a side note, I don't really have a problem with, even in the pros or college. These guys just busted a 15-play, 90-yard drive over six and a half minutes. I think they're entitled to a little celebration. Be it the old played-out skit where the players join in a circle, someone throws a pretend grenade in the air, and then everyone gets blown up or pretends to. Or how about the iconic Atlanta Falcon Dirty Bird gesture? or even the dance club robot move, and especially the sprinkler. They deserve it. They just risked life, limb, and long-term memory to cap off that first quarter drive with an off-off-Broadway kickline performance of Stomp. Coach, you are the overcoloned, overbearing, scarf-wearing director screaming at the food service for setting out non-gluten-free bagels. You are a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 short of being a homeless tricker. You're not changing the world. You're not taking in orphans, you're not a pediatric surgeon, you're not a special forces army ranger jumping out of the back of a transport plane, going after a high-value target in Afghanistan, you're not even leading an adopt-a-highway cleanup crew. I half-assed one at that. Pick up my can. You're here to go on TV, direct X's and O's while we all sit at home crushing beers and spicy hot wings. As most everyone on Ag Twitter knows, there were some lists for Ag Twitter A-listers at the end of last year. Many of us didn't make those lists. But let me tell you something, coaches. You don't want on this list. The dirty public bathrooms are more likable than me list. So don't get too high on yourself there, Mr. Bill that wears a hooded sweatshirt in Atlanta in September Belichick. I don't know if Bill Belichick has kids or not. And if he does, they're probably adopted. Because I'm pretty sure when this zit-faced boy showed up on the scene, he's the first kid in the world that puberty said, no two. as it turns out even puberty has sympathy for the world even one of my favorite coaches of all time Mike Leach formerly of Texas Tech is not immune he usually has the best press conferences in the world funny quirky and most of all unpredictable but even he, he can get on a tangent and go off on some reporter so from time to time he needs to be reminded he ain't mother Teresa it's time to check your sales before you wreck yourselves, coach. That's right, coaches. Put that in your clipboard and put that on some film to watch because that's the best advice you're going to receive all week, even during the playoffs. Well, hey, we're getting long in this uh, first segment, so we got to get to our sponsor for this week's podcast. It's Organic GMO Ketchup. That's right. I know it sounds contradictory, but believe it. They've done it. I've been to the. Uh, I've been to their factory where they make it. It's unbelievable. They're bringing your weather report of Radar Ricardo for free. They they've already wired us the check. That's how good these people are. So stay tuned. We're gonna be here right after this. We're gonna have Miss Maybelline. She is a riot. Be right back. Are you sick and tired of being force-fed that same run-of-the-mill non-GMO ketchup? The so-called non-GMO ketchup? Do you trust it's non-GMO ketchup? Do you just want a good-tasting real non-GMO ketchup to bathe your gluten-free fries in? Well, you're in luck. Because here at Crazy Real Indigestible Foods, or as our already faithful customers know us as, Crap Foods... We pride ourselves on providing the public with a great tasting, highly nutritional, and always guaranteed ketchup that promises not to ever give you cancer or any other strain of bacterial meningitis that those other GMO-infested people-hating ketchups do. And you ask us, how do we do it? Well, we start out with the freshest, reddest, roundest, most chemically treated, and most Republican tomatoes we can find And then we pay an Amish family to bring them in to our all green factory, thereby emitting zero emissions into the atmosphere. And then science takes over, and a little love. We take these violated and poisoned tomatoes and then lay them out and let them sun themselves on our holistic organic ground, or our hog. After these tomatoes have time to self reflect and self repair Our healing choir sings 24 straight hours of fruit love songs. At the end of the singing, the choir then dons on their wooden shoes to stomp on the tomatoes lovingly to make that ketchup you know and love. Once it's reached the perfect consistency, we clean off the hog of all the loving ketchup we just made, and we just pour that ketchup lovingly into the iconic wooden bottle you've come to know and love. Once poisoned and GMO'd, these tomatoes are now fully organic. Fully organic so you can know that our ketchup will love you and you it without a fear of imminent death. Enjoy. Organic GMO ketchup by Crap Foods. You're welcome. Gato, estupido! Comio todos mis enchiladas! Hey, 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 thanks Brent. I was talking to Diego, it's a pinche He ate my enchiladas again, But, I mean, I tell you what, I spent all morning frying them up. Hey, Brent, radar, Ricardo, de la serio. Your chief weather essay. Hey, I'm your weather essay, hey. If you live anywhere east of like the Mississippi River, it's all clear. It's all good, Bato. You go, if you live on the East Coast, you go to the freaking Picha Beach because you're going to have a good time, Bato. I don't see anything in the forecast that's going to prevent you from getting on the beach and putting on the Ocean because all your battles, all your essays west of the Mississippi River, freaking snow from all the way to the coast, all the way to California, Bato. I'm not kidding. And the Texas Panhandle, I even see a dry line setting up. Ah, eh, at Dry Line Farmer Podcast. Eh, eh, Bato. Hey, anywhere east of Amarillo, it's going to be somewhat wet. But, hey, you're on the wrong side of the Dryland Farmer podcast, Dry line, huh? You always ask that question every feature week, Bato. Well, hey, you just stay in the house anywhere west of the Mississippi River. Huh? Huh? Okay, you listen to me. Hey, as always, we want to thank our sponsor for the Dryland Farmer podcast. Also, our weather segment, it's the, okay, I got it written down here, Bato, Organic GMO Ketchup. I don't know if I believe these bottles or not. It's probably a bunch of pizza gringos up in, the, up in the Minnesota somewhere. They dance on these pizza tomatoes after they get done singing them, and they think that makes them organic. I mean, these pizza tomatoes come in the factory vato. I saw a picture. They're like all nasty and green vato. They got mold, and then they expect it to be all like perfect when they come out of the factory because they pizza sing fruit love songs. i tell you who the fruits are, huh? huh? The pizza gringos, huh? Hey, as always, Britt, thank you for having us on the Fun Farmer podcast. Back to you. Well, Ricky, thanks as always. Great weather report, and we're happy with our new sponsor. Just a real, really intriguing, really innovative uh, company you got there, organic GMOs. Hey, we're going to get straight into our next guest, Miss Maybelline Connell. And let me tell you something about Miss Maybelline. She is a 20-year veteran of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. She loves that place. She even started her own clearing firm. It's called the Underground Railroad Futures Group, and uh, that name carries some weight, let me tell you. So, without further ado, Miss Maybelline, she's just a one entrepreneurial lady. I tell you what, you can't beat her. You can't beat her with anything. She knows which way that market's going. I don't even think she uses charts. So, without further ado, Maybelline, take it away. Well, thank you, Brent. Maybelline Cornell coming to you live from the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. From the Underground Railroad Futures Group, we want to thank you, Brent. Thank the Dry Lime Farmer Podcast for adding us as your only voice coming from the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. We straight on the flow of the CME. Now, why are we the only boss? It's because there ain't no more bosses on the flow to hear from. They all sitting at their computers upstairs punching buttons and spilling coffee over their keyboards. There's actually, there's actually one more fun down here on the flow. Wu-Tang Commodities. But that's only because the new officers upstairs ain't got no Wi Fi or a sushi bar. Now, Brent, as a black woman, I just have to have a hard time getting on the same page with these Asian folks. They're good little men, nice enough. But I just don't understand their culture. They take their breaks during the opening and closing minutes of the market day. Any trader worth the salt knows you ain't missing no opening and closing bail. That's the hardest and fastest part of the day outside of report day. And Brent, that's why I only hire tall, white Scandinavian Protestants that escaped to death of a strong Southern Black woman. These honkies know their spot on the trade and flow food chain. They are the blonde-haired, brainless gazelles, and I'm the affluent, tall, dark-headed, well-dressed American on my African safari, sitting on top of my jeep, just waiting to bust a cap in a honky if he loses more than five percent on a trade. Now, Brent. I actually didn't hire these crackers because they're good traders, and they're actually not too shabby. But I knew these boys were some degenerate gamblers the second I laid eyes on them. That's right, they like to throw the rocks, the craps. And my God, do they suck at craps. I quickly found out I could make more money off these white breads after, after the bail than I could before that closing bail hit the final tone. They spent the entirety of the market day making money just so they could piss it away on cheap scotch and a 30 minute long craps game in the darkest booth of any subway sandwich shop on the South Street, the South Side. These boys couldn't rub together a seven on a come out roll if you gave them one dice with all threes and one dice with all fours. Brent, they may be crackers, but they my crackers. Well, hey, that's a little bit of what we're all about down here on the floor of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. You want some stupid mockery of pulp, so here we go. Starting out in that live cattle pit, we got them cattle down 80 to a dollar. 80 to a dollar. I think that damn Jonathan over there in my livestock pit, he been longing some bitches for like two weeks straight. I don't know why he don't put on no stop. Boy, I'm about to bust a cap in your ass like some lion on that safari ass talking about. Well, hey, them feeders, they're spreading the piss out of them feeders. They got the Januarys down 70, but they got their matches up 15. Hogs, they getting slaughtered in the pits. Boy, I tell you what, we're going to have a bacon fried. We're going to have it all done by the end of the day because they down over a dollar. Moving over into the grain pits, Brian. I tell you what, wheat, it ain't doing nothing. Cone, it's up a half. Beans, they taking a licking, but they keep on ticking because they keep going down. they had 10 cents lower over in that freaking energy pit, Brian. I tell you what. They gonna make a black man pay more for his gasoline. Crude's to 63 and 12. I tell you what, that's in the match. We ain't even summertime yet, Brent. Uh-oh. Brent, I tell you what, you better not be talking about them black boys because I'm talking about the cotton motton next. Up a dollar forty-five, Brent. A dollar forty-five. uh. That's good even for a white man, Brent. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Jonathan, what you, boy, you better be on that cotton. I tell you what, br- Jonathan. Jonathan. Bradley, you get over there and you pop a knot on his head. Uh, boy, I tell you what, I ain't going to give you no odds in this crap game down there. I ain't going, there's no Subway Shopping no my own. Hey, Brent, that's all the time we got. I got to get these honkies back into shape. I tell you what, hey, it's been an honor to be here on the Dry Line Farmer podcast. And, uh, hey, you have us back again next week. Oh, I'm going to get in on your ass. It ain't going to be no two things about it, Brent. Maybelline Cornell coming to you live from the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Back to you. Jonathan, get your crack ass over here. Jonathan. Jonathan. Now, I know that Jonathan and Bradley, they're a couple of pretty good old dudes. She gives them a pretty hard old time, but, uh, uh, you know, they don't have to work there, but, uh, nonetheless, we're, uh, we're happy she's on here. Great, great gal. Well, hey, I think we mentioned something about Ag Twitter back in that first segment, so we'll consider that our Ag Twitter segment this week. Uh, we got, uh, we got quite a bit of feedback on our predictions from last week. We were pretty excited about everybody's um, takes on those things. And, uh, hey, you keep those um, keep, keep the referrals coming. Keep the comments coming. We love interacting with everybody. And, um, you know, that's what this thing's all about, after all, get voices heard and everybody talking. So, uh, yeah, the Dryland Farmer podcast, it's a great place to live. Well, I think that's all for this week. We're going to get on out of here and uh, start preparing for next week. So, yeah. Um, yeah hope you had a good time look us up on twitter itunes stitcher soundcloud everywhere they have podcasts we're there so until next time we hope you have a good week and you know the question what side of the line are you on dry line farmer podcast brought to you by organic gmo ketchup from crap foods the dry farmer podcast 2018 all rock right, reserved